Welcome to the Abundant Soul Aligned Business Podcast, a show all about helping entrepreneurs to navigate building a profitable business as a spiritual woman without sacrificing time, money, or freedom. I'm your host, Sarah Bird, and I've built my own brand from the ground up. If you're ready to create your abundant spiritual business, but have no clue where to start, you're in the right place. I'm here to give you all the guidance and insights into what it takes to launch, scale, and succeed in business from the inside out. We cover the deep inner work of owning a business and the logistics and strategies of setting yourself up for mega success. So let's dive right in. Today we're talking all about how to find your true spiritual age. So I'm celebrating my 30th birthday this week. Hooray! It is a big milestone and I love that I'm moving into it with intention again. So confession, this is not my first 30th birthday. I originally turned 30 in 2017. I was born in 1987, so my government, my official age is 37. So why am I celebrating my 30th birthday? And it's because I uncovered my true age, my spiritual age, and I decided to change my age to that instead. So this all came about because I heard about a rapper named Remy Ma um, who had a big birthday bash. She was like, you know, she's a big famous rapper. I actually didn't know who she was before, but she's pretty big. She's married to another rapper. And so she had this huge birthday bash and the media was there. And so as she was throwing this birthday party celebration, she was celebrating her 35th birthday, even though she was turning like 42. So when the reporters asked her why, she said, I don't count the years in prison. I don't count the years in prison. Oh my gosh. Amen. I was like, this is absolutely genius. I love this idea. So I myself have never been to prison, although a handful of my family members have. So (laughs) it is a real thing. But I kept thinking about how I have had some years that were really tough. I was traumatized. I didn't enjoy my life. I felt like I was a prisoner of my own life. And I like to describe these time periods as feeling as though life was happening to me. And I didn't really have a choice in what was happening. It was just happening to me. I was the recipient of my life rather than being an autonomous person who has, um, who can direct my own life. So it turns out that there's actually a reason for that. When your nervous system is in survival mode, the prefrontal cortex, the part of your brain that's in charge of decision-making, it basically shuts down and goes offline. And then your body is controlled by your sympathetic nervous system, which puts you into fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. So you've probably heard of these, but generally it's not many options. When your prefrontal cortex shuts down, you literally can't think for yourself. Your body is just in survival mode. Now, don't get me wrong, I firmly believe in taking radical self-responsibility, but a part of that also means acknowledging when your body is overriding your cognitions and then your behavior is a reflection of your body being in survival mode. 
Now, there were plenty of years in my adolescence, my early adulthood, or well into adulthood, to be honest, where I was really traumatized. I was in that survival mode. Now, some of this came from like living in poverty, dealing with grief, dealing with the death of immediate family members, on and on. Lots of different reasons. But in those years, I really didn't feel like I got a chance to be my true authentic self because I was operating from that survival state. So I look back on some of those years and I really think this is not an authentic expression of who I am. I cringe at the way I acted, the bridges I burned, the relationships I kept, um, the jobs I had. Like there was just so many things that I look back on and go, oh yeah, I definitely would not have chosen that. So my life was really a mess during some of those years, but that was a reflection of living or really suffering in this state of survival. And so I kind of think of it as like my own inner prison. So the practice of discovering my true age was such a gentle approach to these experiences that was really full of compassion and gratitude for the healing that I have done. So I got to a point where I was ready to reclaim those years that I had lost just trying to survive. So even if you've never been to prison, or honestly, even if you have, um, you can find your true age and start living from that. So when I finally did this, I was like, oh my gosh, it turns out you can just do whatever you want. Nobody's policing you. Nobody's keeping track. Time is a construct, whatever. I got really metaphysical with it. So you can just be whatever age is true for you and reclaim those lost years. And when I started doing this, I experienced all these benefits that were really unexpected. So when you're living from your true authentic age, even though it might be kind of a mind trick, um, I felt all these new wonderful things that I wasn't anticipating. The first one being, of course, I felt younger but it was more like I physically felt younger. You know, when you're constantly the oldest you've ever been, you think like your entire life, you think that you're old. You think that you're the, you're the oldest you've ever been. And so when I was nine years old, I was a big kid. You know, when I was 19, I was, ooh, you know, an adult all of a sudden. Now I'm 29 and turning 30 this week. And according to my spiritual age, but when I was 29 the first time, I wasn't like, oh, I'm only 29. I was like, wow, I'm the oldest I've ever been. I'm already 29. That is a very different energy than being 29 again, where I get to say, I'm only 29. I am doing great for my age. And then I also noticed those physical improvements, like my skin looked a little bit fresher and younger. Some of my wrinkles were going away. I noticed fewer gray hairs. And I just generally felt more youthful and better in my body. So this is really a testament to the power of the like body mind connection. It is so real. And when you go to a, your true age, then you start feeling that age. And another thing I really loved is that, you know, I'm re-entering into my 30s and this time I get to be intentional about it. I am having a redo of my 30s decade and Honestly, it feels like a miracle. Like imagine being able to go back in time or I all also thought of it as like when people have 
like a near death experience and then they come back and they're like, oh, I have this renewed sense of life. I have this renewed sense of purpose. Like I get to do it all over again. I have another chance at life. That's kind of how I feel about my decade entering my thirties decade. It's like, I get to do it all over again. I also feel like I have a lot less pressure about where I should be in my life by now. I don't know about you. If you're a millennial, you probably feel this. I know this is a really common millennial experience, but for many years I thought, oh, I'd be a lot further along than where I am. Or I'd have all the other, you know, I'd have all these things already accomplished by now. Cause that's what we were sold as kids. And now that I'm going to a younger age, I'm going back to my true age, I just don't feel that pressure anymore. Like I don't feel like I'm behind all the time. Instead of feeling behind in life, I actually feel ahead in life because I have all the wisdom from having lived to age 37, which is what my government age is turning this year, but I'm only turning 30. So I get to bring all that lived experience with me and that wisdom back to my younger self. And then I don't feel as much pressure for like being at a certain place in my life. I'm also a student. I'm working on my master's degree right now. So, you know, even the practical, tangible things like oh, I thought I would already have this accomplished by now, or I thought this relationship would, you know, I'd already have this relationship or that relationship or this amount in the bank account or whatever it is that you have as your milestones. All of that pressure is lifted. Another thing I have is a lot more patience and compassion for myself. So again, when you're the oldest you've ever been, you now you feel like you should already know everything. But now I'm like, oh, I'm only 29. When I was 29 the first time, I didn't know jack shit about what to do and how to live my life. <laughs> like My life was not going well at that time. And so now I can go back and go, oh, I, I, it's okay. Like, I don't have to have everything figured out just yet. I'm, I'm only 29, I'm only 30, I'm turning 30. So I'm right on that edge between 29 and 30. When I first did this exercise, I was like, oh, I'm 29, but it's my birthday this week. So yeah, I don't, I have a lot more compassion. It's just like when a little kid is learning to walk, once they fall down, if they, you know, stumble over themselves or they fall down, they haven't taken their first steps yet. You don't think, get up little dummy. You're like, oh, of course you wouldn't know how to do that. You're learning how to use your muscles for the first time. And so having that same compassion and understanding and honestly, like feeling proud about how I'm doing in my life now that I'm back at 30 instead of 37. And then the other cool thing that's happening too is that, um, well, a couple more things. One is that I really get to appreciate, like fully deeply appreciate my youth. How many times have you heard of people coming to the end of their life or people who are elderly saying, oh, enjoy it while you're young, enjoy it while you have it. I have a friend who told me <laughs> the other day because I don't have children and I don't plan to have children. And um, she just had her second kid and she said, you know, I didn't realize how much I appreciated traveling before I had kids until after I had children and couldn't travel anymore as easily. And so she's like, you know, enjoy traveling before you have kids. I'm not having kids, but she's like, enjoy it because you don't have kids. And that's the same thing we think about with youth is like when people get to their old age or when they feel old, they're like, oh, I wish I would have enjoyed my youth more when I actually had it. 
Now, when you find your true age, I reclaim seven years of my life. So now I'm like going back seven years and I actually fully deeply appreciate the age I'm at now, my true age. I can fully appreciate being having this youthfulness and not feeling like I've wasted years. When I was really struggling in years past, having a really hard time, I remember thinking like, oh, I can't, you know, what have I done? I can't believe I've wasted all these years. I had all this kind of existential dread about wasting my time, wasting my years and watching my life slip away from me and feeling like I was never achieving what I wanted to achieve or, you know, just struggling with being in survival mode. Now I get to really fully appreciate who I am and enjoy the youthfulness while I have it and do it from a place of being my authentic self. I don't feel like I've wasted any time. So I've kind of reclaimed that. And then the other cool thing that's happening is what happens in your 30th year. It is your Saturn return. Now, of course, astrologically, this year looks a little bit different than the 30 years after 1987, um, but you know, metaphysically, metaphorically, I am in my return of Saturn, which is kind of your like rite of passage into real adulthood. So this time, even though I know the stars are aligned differently than it was 30 years after I was born, I am still reclaiming that with intention. So I get to intentionally move into this rite of passage, intentionally have my return of Saturn. And then here in about three years, I will also have my Christ year, which is, uh, I'm not even Christian, but it's a year full of sim symbolism around being born again, having a major transformation, coming into the most authentic you, the true higher self version of you. And I always love that symbolism around the Christ year. The, the 33rd year is when it traditionally is. If you haven't ever heard of this, it's just based on the idea that Christ uh, died and was resurrected in his 33rd year. So lots of symbolism there. So ton of really cool benefits that came from doing this. And I've just really been soaking it in, celebrating myself and enjoying this during my birthday. So how do you find your true spiritual age? It's really simple. Like I said, um, I heard this from Remy Ma, just an article written about her. I didn't even hear it from her straight, uh, where she was just like, you know, I just don't count the years in prison. So what I did is I went through all of my years. Now I started at year 20 when I was 20 years old. I didn't want to go back through and count my childhood years because um, I would be really young if I did that. <laughs> Uh, so what I did is I just went, you know, from 1987 to 2007, that was my first 20 years of my life. And then I went year by year, 2008, 2009, 2010, on and on and on, all the way up to 2024. And I just looked back through those years and thought, you know, where was I? What was I doing? What were my experiences like? What was going on for me? Where did I live? Who was I spending time with? What was I doing with my time? Just really going back to each year individually and starting to look through in evaluating, you know, where was I traumatized? Where was I living in poverty, which is an inherently traumatizing experience in and of itself? Where was I dysregulated to the point that I was in a state of fight, flight, freeze, or fawn, the survival state? 
and that I didn't get the chance to be authentically me. I didn't get to experience being me. And when your nervous system is dysregulated, you really don't have a choice. Your body just overrides what you might truly believe or how you want to show up or who you really are. And so the years where I lived like this, I didn't get to experience being me in my authentic self. So I wasn't physically in prison, thankfully. Seems terrible. (laughs) But I didn't have that freedom to be my authentic divine self. So I just didn't count it. So once you go through those years, just say like, yeah, you know, 2012, yes, I was doing good. 2013, no, I wasn't. On and on, 2019, starting in 2020, we had the pandemic. That really sucked for many reasons. Um, And so once you do that, just take out those years and then count up the years that you included, the ones where you did keep it, and voila, that's your new true spiritual age. Now, of course, you can keep your government age for official documents and whatnot, things that, you know, you have to give to officials. Um, But you can live by your new age. You can identify with that new age and act as though and celebrate your next birthday for that age. So that's how I did it. It is my birthday. I'm very excited, but I would love to hear what age you're turning so send me a message send me a dm put it in the comments you can uh find this on the blog i want to hear how old you're turning i ultimately took out seven years or reclaimed i should say seven years of my life and so i went from 37 back to 30 36 i was 36 when i did this exercise so i went back to 29 but i want to hear how many how many years you reclaimed? What did you recover from your life? And how old are you now? So let's celebrate each other. And thanks so much for listening. Talk to you next week. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode for the training and insights that you need to create the business and life that you want. As always, I'd love your feedback. I'd love to hear from you. So please find me at all the socials at XO Sarah Bird. That's S-A-R-A-H-B-Y-R-D. Or leave me a comment over at the blog at sarahbird.com. What breakthroughs, insights, or ahas did you have from this episode? And what action are you ready to take now? And if you're ready to build and scale your soul-centered business to the next level so that you can finally reach six figures without leaving spirituality at the door, join us in the Abundant Soul Align Business Program. This 12-week women's business building course teaches you the systems and strategies of building a business from the ground up. And we go deep into the inner work of stepping into leadership in your business and life. So if you're ready for that clarity, confidence, and cash flow from start to success, you can learn more and enroll today at sarahbird.com slash ASA dash biz. That's B-I-Z. Sending you so much love and we will see you next episode.